0: stupid fucked up, wicked high. Don't you ever just wonder why we didn't learn the true history, but now they're about to teach you and me. Oh, oh. What's your name? My name's Abby. <laughs> my name is Liv, and this is Untold <laughs> okay. High Story. I think we all need to. Do you have any weed right now? I think you need to take a hit of some
1: marijuana. I think I take need to. Take a second. I need to do something, cause my God. Let's do it. What are we doing today? The Skylar Sisters.
0: Yes, so. Kono up.
1: Did you save just that part or did you have it memorized? I have the seconds memorized. Um, at exactly 53 seconds it's and Lolo. 25 La La seconds. Oh, 25 seconds. They start singing the Skylar sisters.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about the Skylar sisters who are the main sisters in the musical of Hamilton. For a second, I
1: thought you were going to say main characters. And I was like, yeah, they are. They fucking
0: should be. Yeah.
1: I mean, at least Eliza. Peggy is totally a secondary or like third character. She didn't do
0: nearly as much as Eliza did. Literally, the page, sorry, the source that I got the majority of my information is titled, Why Eliza Hamilton is Deserving of a Musical of Her yeah, Own. Yeah, because she is. By the Smithsonian. And remember when we talked
1: about how that ended, how Lin-Manuel comes out as mm-hmm. himself, and mm-hmm. how he is like, your story needs to be told. Yeah, it fucking does because Eliza, you're a
0: badass. I'm extra baffled about this, I should say before we start, because she was born in Albany. Her father lives in Albany. They got a house in Manhattan. They were traveling up and down the Hudson Valley the entire time. And that's Mm -hmm. literally where I grew up and I had no idea. Yeah. So I even looked up the home that Angelica
1: ended up living in for the remainder of her life after her whole stint doing Mm -hmm. whatever she was doing was in, she has a fucking town named after her in New York. Kind of by like Rochester and Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like how in the world did you grow up and not learn i get it in minnesota we're kind of distanced away from there we have our own yeah. history and literally
0: these people were traveling up and down the same streets i learned to drive on probably that's I crazy and you had no idea until i saw and i'm embarrassed until i saw the musical I didn't even have any interest in the women. Yes, they're a crucial part. Yes, they develop the story. Yes, they're dope. But like, they're not the main thing. But I'm going
1: to be honest. I had to watch Hamilton at least three or four times before I was like, oh, Hamilton did this. And Thomas Jefferson Mm -hmm. was here and there. And did these, you know what I mean? Now
0: you get the story. From what I
1: learned, quote, in high school and elementary school, if you tried to quiz me, I would have been like, I don't fucking know. He did things. That's what I'm
0: saying. Are we learning these things too soon or have I just smoked too much? I genuinely don't know. It's a real toss up for me. I feel like I paid a lot of money to be certified educated. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know a lot about our history. Well, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton, the wife of of alexander hamilton one of our founding fathers so i got the majority of my information from a source called time toast which is a timeline generator and wikipedia she was born on august 9th she's a little leo 1757 in albany new york to a respected revolutionary war general robert schuyler big deal. All of them were originally Dutch settlers. Her family is one of the richest and most influential families in New York at the time. She's called Eliza. She's called Betsy and Elizabeth. We're going to call her Elizabeth. I do love the name Eliza though. So she had 14 siblings, only half of whom survived childhood. She honestly grew up chilling. She learned how to sew. She led a comfortable life. She had slaves. Never had to lift a Finger a day. No, she's life. a classic little rich white girl growing up in upstate New York. And although she was young, she was allegedly a tomboy, which we've talked about. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to dress and live her life. But it's the times. You know, if she doesn't want to wear a corset or a skirt or a dress or whatever bullshit, it's wrong. Yeah.
1: Do her nails. Right. Get all that fancy. Right. Yeah, people are like, but
0: either you. way, she's described as being strong, well read, kind, and empathetic. And she would eventually grow up to be a super dope philanthropist, which I didn't know about you, but I had to Google what the fuck a philanthropist was because I was like, I've heard that word a million times, but I don't know that I know exactly what it is.
1: I feel like I'm drawing a blank. I think I should know, but I'm
0: going to tell you, it's just someone who uh, works usually for like a nonprofit to elicit funds for like charitable ongoing oh i did not know someone who raises money for charity full time wow okay yeah that's what she would grow into she grew up surrounded by uh visiting military officers and patriots and she always Mm -hmm. made quite an impression she was really witty but she had this really practical personality yeah multiple sources said that about her which is interesting to me that is
1: exactly what everything was saying about angelica and peggy is that they all had this very like charismatic personality yeah that drew people to them absolutely and they got their way in a sense
0: so i'm gonna take you back yeah i'm gonna take you back close your eyes okay it's 1780 okay it's february 1st it's winter time it's chilly you have your most beautiful ball. winter ball gown on with like and probably fur. like a fur yes real fur exactly. they don't
1: fucking get that Fake nope. shit.
0: You have your fur on and you're at George Washington's house. Oh and you with the apple trees, yeah, right? With the like, apple or cherry trees. trees. And no, I think he grew weed, didn't he? No.
1: Wasn't he the one with like the wooden teeth and had that thing that's with the true. trees? Chop down the tree or something.
0: No, that's like John Quincy Adams. <laughs> Too, many to <laughs> Too
1: many men in history for me to remember. Too
0: many men in history for me to remember. They need to just
1: get wiped out. Okay, but anyway, so she's at this winter ball, she's in her fur, she's looking sexy. So she's
0: at this ball and she meets Alexander Hamilton they have a super brief and beautiful courtship a really quick engagement literally 11 months later Uh so they meet February 1st 11 months later December 14th they get married at her dad's estate in Albany
1: that's a very common thing though you don't fuck around you find somebody and you're like you can have babies cool kind of cool
0: I don't know I thought it was kind of beautiful and they wrote these really poetic and beautiful love letters to each other we know
1: how they're love story ends it's not beautiful Hamilton sucks okay
0: well why do you have to ruin everyone's hope
1: I'm hoping that everyone here has watched the musical and if you can not assume that pause this episode if you
0: haven't watched the Hamilton here we go I
1: will donate my Disney plus to you I will personally give you my login I will change the password after, like, seven to ten days, but I'll
0: do it. And Oh, you're my favorite. Wow. That's funny.
1: Okay, but anyway, Eliza, they're married. They're in love. They're doing their thing. Fun
0: fact, she's the only Skyler sister to receive her father's blessing before a marriage. They did it the appropriate way. They did it the real way. So then it's early January, just a couple weeks after their wedding, and Alexander ships off to do his thing in the military, Okay. Then she goes to join him at the new Windsor headquarter base and becomes friends with Martha Washington, who like totally takes her under her wing. She's like
1: the Martha Stewart of her time, right?
0: It's like if you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, it's like a Gemma terrorist. I haven't situation. seen Sons of Anarchy, I don't know. <sighs> My references. <laughs> She takes her in, she teaches her how to like host and make a home and like entertain all these husbands. And be
1: a stereotypical woman,
0: right? Yeah, I kept thinking to myself at this point what does a woman who is simply a general's wife and like that's literally all she is, what does she do during the day?
1: They pick out the china. That's literally what they would do. They would plan the parties they would organize and like be in charge to make sure the house is tidy and kept up and dinner was the, what they wanted And look at the menus They made everything look pretty
0: So then This is what happened Okay Washington and Hamilton They get into a fight And so Yeah Cause that's the whole like Don't call me so No I think this is when Hamilton is wanting to be in command Of an army And Washington is like No
1: Yeah, because right now Hamilton's pretty much his, like, secretary. I
0: need you to write and not fight, and that is the whole thing. So him and Eliza move back to her father's house in Albany for a little bit. And then eventually Hamilton and Washington make up, and they buy a house across the river from the army base. So they're not on the base. But they're close. They're very close. Yeah. So then she gets pregnant with their first little baby. Philip, right? Philip, yes. Named after her father. She moves back to her father because her home physician is there and she just has people at her father's house, slaves, who can take care of her. And he's filthy rich, so she's like... She just has the resources there. But while they're apart, her and Alexander are writing letters serially back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he's actually totally breaking the law. What? He's doing it in a way that he's venting to his wife, quote unquote, <gasps> about like confidential military information.
1: But because it's like to a wife, it's, yeah, okay.
0: But that's what he's doing. He's leaking confidential military information to a woman in upstate New York. But not just any woman. A woman who has like stature and yeah. like contacts. That can look pretty bad. So it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. So her son Philip. he's born in January of 17 17- Eighty-two. So then it's after the Battle of Yorktown. Alex joins her in Albany where they stay for two years. They live in her father's estate for two years, but then they get a house in New York City in late 1783. Her sister at this time, which you'll touch on in just a little bit, her sister Angelica mm-hmm. and new brother-in-law, they're forced to move to Europe because of his work, apparently. Uh-huh. September of 1784 she gives birth to her second child and names her after Angelica, which is kind of cool. Oh, cute! Is there BFFs? And in May of 1786, so just two years later, she gives birth again to a boy that she named after her husband. So that was Alexander II. Oh! Okay. Here's where we touch on her afterlife, as in after Hamilton foster care at this time was essentially focused around indentured servitude so the Hamilton family changed the game by fostering an orphan and treating her as one of their own so it was two years after they had their last child a dude that Alexander knew from the army his wife recently passed away asked them if they would look after his daughter they said absolutely sure well that dude fucking dies in (gasps) Canada in a battle and the little girl continues to live with them for up to nine years on record if you ask anyone allegedly they were like she's our daughter she's our kid she's great we love her and that was such a different yeah because people used to go to like institutions and stuff well that or if you did house a child if you fostered a child they were an indentured servant there was no oh we love them they're just a part of the family it was like no they owe us something yeah so this entire time they're living their best life Elizabeth's very social. The family is very social. She loves to host parties and teach her children one-on-one. She teaches them piano and language and all this yeah. shit. This is basically the life that she's been conditioned to have and she's good at yeah. it. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Cute. So they live a good life for a solid decade, mm-hmm. but then in 1796 okay. I think you know what's gonna happen. Oh, The Reynolds pamphlet was published.
1: This is the fucking worst part of Hamilton. With an
0: open confession of of Alexander's affair with another woman and subsequent blackmail from her husband Ugh. as to clear his name of misusing government funds. Elizabeth had no idea until she read it in the pamphlet and fled to her father's estate in Albany for the next three years.
1: Three years? So
0: after she learned about the affair, she literally fucking dipped with Philip and the kids to Albany. Damn. This wasn't depicted in the musical, so I did not know this and i thought you would find this fucking hella interesting the only thing that brought her back to new york city was the fact that the local albany doctor could not treat the typhoid that philip got and so they moved back to new york city so that doctors in new york city could address his typhoid so that motherfucker got cured of typhoid and then died in a motherfucking duel No
1: wonder Eliza was so fucking pissed. She was like, I fucking took your
0: cheating ass father back and moved to the cities and treated your fucking typhoid fever and you go and get shot. Okay, but hold on. I'm going to get back to that. So they moved back to New York City. Here, the two lovers, i.e. Alexander and Eliza, reconciled and eventually... They had two more children after they got together, which I didn't realize. Yeah, dude. So they had eight children total and one miscarriage. So it would have been nine. They had this little baby girl named Eliza after her, obviously. And she was born in November of 1799. Two years later, we have November of 1801. Their son, Philip, dies in the duel. So then one year later, their final child was born in 1802. And they named him Philip. To honor the first Philip who was honoring the grandpa. Everybody got that? This is
1: why when I looked up the family tree, I was
0: like, wow, there's 50. Dude, Philips. hang tight. It gets a little bit sadder real quick. Ugh. Dude, if I had this all happen to me, so bring it back for just a Son second. Son dies. Son died. Sister dies. We'll touch on Peggy real quick. That's 1802. Her mother dies in 1803. Her husband, Alexander Hamilton, Dies in 1804 and her father later in the same year. Wow. So that makes sense why
1: her and Angelica, they really took care of each other after that because everyone
0: fucking died. So, after her husband's death in American history's most famous duel, obviously, Elizabeth mm-hmm. recast her public image as a philanthropist and protector of Hamilton's cool. legacy while privately struggling to keep her family fed and housed on a budget. Damn. So, here we go. She outlived her husband by 50 years and made the most of her extraordinarily long and tumultuous life. Grieving, but now out of her husband's shadow, Elizabeth threw herself into charity work. She blossomed. She and two other women founded the Orphan Asylum Society, New York City's first private orphanage in 1806. So that's just two years after Hamilton's death. Wow. They established the first private orphanage in New York City. She served as its second directress until 1821 and then until 1848, raising funds, collecting donated goods, and supervising the care and education of at least 765 children. Oh
1: my God.
0: Personally overseeing. Basically what you were doing for 765 people who don't have the resources to live. That's insane. So without her work, the biography about Alexander Hamilton would not exist. To collect the material, Elizabeth was working against the political system of the time. And time itself. Because after his death, his enemies were in power. That was her whole mission. She was just like, I need to tell the fucking world about what he did and yeah. how much he was important and like our story. Which, after everything
1: that happened to her and getting fucking cheated on and finding out about it when you read the morning paper and she still was like everyone needs to know what he did for this country. It's
0: insane. Yeah. So this is why I end on this quote. It says, I think anyone else would have been broke by the tragedies Elizabeth faced. Not only did she live, she prevailed until age 97 in 1854 when she finally joined her love other side. 97? And she like fucking did work until she died. That's insane. There are alleged accounts of her like having really bad dementia. What is the other one? Alzheimer's. Really bad Alzheimer's but still when she was asked by reporters or writers or whoever about Hamilton she could recall everything about him and her experiences with him crystal fucking clearly. That's love. Oh, that is love. I just- That's fucking love. hates Hamilton so much, but- Well, yep, dude, she forgave him for her family's sake, for everything. She's just so strong. Okay, tell me about the other sisters. Okay, fun.
1: So I'm going to touch on Peggy super quick because we all know she dies, and unfortunately she's just the least interesting of the sisters. She-
0: And Peggy. She's the
1: end Peggy. Every family has the end, Peggy. Yeah. But she was born Margarita in September of 1758, and she was the third daughter of Philip Schuyler, who we know is a famous army general. So you touched a little bit on their family history. She had a pretty similar upbringing to Eliza, where she was taught by her mom to sew and blah, 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 whatever. Also described as very witty and had a lot of the similar like personality traits. That's all we pretty much know about her younger years, aside from the... This one situation in 1781, a group of British loyalists, so this is after... The revolution and the time where you know there was still those people that were loyal to the british they were going around raiding all these towns they broke into the schuyler home at the time when eliza and peggy and angelica and like everyone was still living there they wanted to take her father as a prisoner of war and the whole family went and hit upstairs but her mom left her newborn baby Why? yeah so they hear that these people are coming and they like surround their house and the whole family's like like, get upstairs, hide. And the mom just was like, fuck it, baby's gone. I'm gonna save myself, that's whatever. But Peggy, so Peggy was born in 1758. The youngest sibling wasn't born until 1781. So that's like the age gap. And that's from Peggy. So their parents were having children for a long time. Peggy runs down to save her little sister and gets ambushed by these people in the house. And the people in the house are like threatening to kill her and they're like, you need to give us your dad right now. We're gonna take him And without even missing a beat, she's just like, ah, he went to go tell the town. Hope you're all, like, excited to just get fucking arrested and murdered and hung. And they freak out, let her get away. Then she runs upstairs and gets a tomahawk thrown at her and whatever. She marries a distant cousin, (laughs) of course, because (laughs) Slim Pickens back then. I don't know. Like, he was a 19-year-old, probably a little hunky-dory local boy from down the street. And she was like, you'll do. But he was, like, going to be really well." Wealthy. I think that was part of it he was going to become a lord so they ended up having three kids in the first six years of their marriage and then only one survived into adulthood and they ended up living a very happy life in New York until Peggy fell ill in the 1800s the same year that Philip dies in the duel Peggy actually passes away with Hamilton at her side because he would go to Albany for business and him and Peggy were BFFs oh
0: I did read that that he happened to be in town for business that's right yeah, and he okay. was gonna
1: leave, and she was like, I need you to stay. Shit's not looking good. But I'm gonna be done with Peggy, because that's pretty much, like, all of Peggy's life, and it's not that exciting. Tell me about Angelica. Angelica. She's a fucking cool lady. Well, she was
0: actually black. I have to say that out loud. I don't know.
1: The play, it's nice that it was colorblind casting, but it's, yeah. The play is obviously glorified. You know what I mean? that's not what life was like <laughs> in the 1700s. You don't have to tell
0: me, okay? I know what life was like.
1: Typhoid fever. They shit in a bucket. You know, it's like it wasn't good. They were
0: actually on the rag.
1: Yes. Not good. So Angelica, she is the oldest of all of the Skylar sisters and was described as the most social and outgoing of the sisters. She was the one that was the crowd pleaser and she would fancy up to all the political guests and she was a great entertainer and everyone freaking loved her. At one of these political gatherings in 1777, that is when she met John Barker Church, her future hubby. He's a British merchant. Who made a ridiculous amount of money? He would sell war supplies to the American and the French armies during the revolution. He lived in England at the time and he would sell supplies for the war to the opposite team. He ended up having to flee to America, so he changed his name to Carter. So there's two different stories. I love them both. One is that he had to flee because his whole company went bankrupt and the creditors were coming after him and he just like straight up fled and changed his name. And the other rumor is that he killed somebody. I like that one. And then had to flee. I know, I like that one a lot. They meet at this little like soiree at her dad's house they instantly fall in love but because of his background that her dad knows about because he's an army general he hated him and he was like I forbid you to do anything with this man when has
0: that ever worked in the history of the world it hasn't
1: because they wrote letters back and forth and after six months they decided to run away together because her dad was like you are not marrying this man and she's like to hell I am and they like fled and eloped which was really cute So it made me realize in the play, that's a total lie when she's not marrying Hamilton because of his like social standards, because she met Hamilton when she was already married. And the night she met him, she was pregnant with one of her kids. She was literally like, fuck my husband. I love this man as i'm carrying my husband's child maybe she was just hormonal we don't know i don't know i have no clue she meets him falls in love with him this is where they get conflicting evidence because some historians think that she had an affair a straight-up sexual affair while other historians say that it was strictly an emotional affair like they would write letters and talk about stuff yeah
0: That's what I thought.
1: I'm going to vote that because I think she really loves her sister. But anyway, so she's married, whatever. John gets invited to move back to Europe for his job. So in 1783, they end up moving there. I have conflicting evidence from a bunch of different sources. Some say 14 and some say 16. So it's all kind of wishy-washy. And then it says that the time was spent between Paris and London. So John was elected to serve on the British Parliament element in 1790.
0: What the fuck? This is some good company to keep, I guess. Yeah.
1: So they were in Paris first, and that's when Angelica met Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. She started meeting these elites, hosting famous parties with the artists and diplomats and scholars, and she was like, getting in the crowd.
0: Networking events.
1: Yeah, and she was in like the social elites, and then when she moved from Paris to England, because John was on Parliament, she started meeting people from Wales and meeting people all over England and inviting them to super fancy soirées and she was mingling and doing all this stuff and because she was so popular in England they would invite her back to America for parties so she went to George Washington's inauguration she went to like a bunch of really fancy balls and all this stuff this whole time that she was in London and Paris and everything, she was writing letters to Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah,
0: why? Were they in love? Well, so she
1: was writing letters to him, I think, because they were in love. She had some infatuation with him. There's even some letters that I read that she was professing her love being like, I'm coming back to America for you. Weird things like that. The whole
0: comma obsession. Yeah, it was very much like that.
1: But the other people she was writing letters to, it was strictly about... Internal
0: affairs yes
1: internal affairs and like war strategies this is what i'm
0: saying what so a
1: lot of their ideas should have been accredited to angelica because she was writing them these lengthy long ass letters <laughs> about long fucking pages of like this is what you need to do this is how the country needs to go and then thomas jefferson would read it and be like that's a good idea i'm gonna tell everyone i said that and i thought about that <sighs> men. So being around her father and being around John in the British Parliament she really started to become politically savvy and she was very aware of her status as a woman. And they said specifically in a male dominated world. So she was very in tune with manipulation with men and how to get her way and how to make them take on her ideas. Put her
0: best corset on and mm-hmm. like get her shit done Yeah or what? planting
1: the seeds on getting them to be like, that is a good idea. We should do that. And she's like, you should do that. That's a good
0: idea. She's smart, dude.
1: Yeah, because women found out that they could never get a word in. So she Pillow
0: talk, baby. I'm going to
1: get that pillow talk in and I'm going to secretly run the country while you're the face of the company. You know, that sort of shit. And it's nice because it got to the point where people started coming to her. She stopped writing letters and people would be like, Angelica, what do you think about this?
0: Should we do this? It's like a really good, columnist or like a horoscope person at like a fucking local paper people just get accustomed to trusting you yeah it's
1: like dear Angelica that's what they were doing and she was like ha ha ha
0: when do you think we'll do our first run of Hamilton oh
1: god I don't have
0: the vocals for that we got you we'll train you but okay
1: wait I have to finish because Angelica hasn't died yet oh
0: we're not done yet so
1: her family decides to move back to America permanently in 1790s right before Peggy dies they build a 30 room mansion.
0: Unnecessary.
1: Equipped with 13 fireplaces because, yeah.
0: Because there's no central heating, right? Is that why? Yeah, I
1: think so. And also just because they're bougie as fuck. They built this mansion outside of this town that her husband founded for her. He was literally like, I'm going to purchase this town and I'm going to name it Angelica. I wonder if I've ever been there. Where is it? It's like a triangle from Rochester and Buffalo. Does that make sense? You're terrible at navigation, so I don't expect you to know.
0: I'm from New York. Okay, I know what's happening.
1: I was giving you directions when I visited. You did not know where you
0: were going. Type down. You're like a weird supernatural GPS You look at the sky and then you know what direction. Don't act like I'm the weird one for not knowing that. That's weird. Well, and I
1: said that to Max and he just looked at me like I was a fucking witch. that's
0: weird. That's weird that you know that. It's a ginger thing. We're getting way off topic.
1: But so they built this home. They bought this town. She had a bunch of kids too.
0: But a lot of them died young. Angelica?
1: Yeah, Angelica had eight children.
0: Jesus. How old was Angelica when she died? She died in
1: 1814 and she was born in 1756. So she would have been... Only been
0: 60 something? 68.
1: No, she was 58. We suck at math. This is why this is not a math podcast. That seems young.
0: Eliza lived until she was almost 100.
1: Wait, so Eliza lived to be almost 100 years old. Jeez. Yeah,
0: 97. That's pretty good. This was a really good Hamilton episode. Yeah, they were a
1: cool fam. I was happy to learn about them. Not that many women were put in the history books ever, especially in the 1700s.
0: No one gave a shit about them. Well, we'll take it out with this, I guess. Let me tell you what I wish
1: I knew. Don't play too much. We don't have the rights. We don't have the rights. <laughs> Block it
0: out. Listen to Hamilton on Spotify, you purr. Hamilton. Watch it. Learn from it. All right. Are you ready to count me out? Wait, cheers. Ooh. We got to cheers. You ready? Oh. Did that work? No. One, two, three. See our corresponding Instagram posts for any additional resources or feel free to reach out to our direct email at untoldhistory, spelled H-I-G-H-S-T-O-R-Y, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram.